0: Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Perceptive Photographer Podcast. I am your host, Daniel Gregory. I hope you're having a wonderful week. Thanks so much for joining me here for episode 347 of the podcast. Like I said, hope you're having a great week. Just remember, give yourself a little break, a little time, get yourself meditated, grounded, kind of find your center. It's a little chaotic out there as we move into the fall and the holiday seasons. I know a lot of more kind of pressure comes on to people. So remember to take care of yourself. Maybe get that camera out, take a few photos if you haven't taken photos in a while. You might be surprised at the therapy you get being behind the camera. I'm always amazed to hear people and find it myself, you know, returning to the camera over and over again and recognizing that there is just something amazing about picking up the camera as much as we kind of struggle to pick it up. And once we do pick up that camera, sometimes some amazing things happens just to our kind of sense of being, our our relaxation, our confidence. A lot of those issues kind of fall away when we pick up and actually use that camera. Again, kind of a struggle sometimes to get there, but it's always kind of amazing when it does. I was rereading an article about the idea of the decisive moment in photography and this idea that there's this moment when everything kind of comes into alignment behind the camera, when the frame, the composition, the gesture, the movement, the intention, everything seems to coalesce into this very specific click of the shutter. And sometimes it happens almost instantaneously. Sometimes it's more planned. Sometimes maybe somebody sits there for a long time waiting for the light or the right person to walk through a frame or something like that. We're looking for that, that one moment when everything kind of seems perfect. And, you know, in reading about that, you know, Cartier-Bresson was not the person who actually came up with that notion and actually was never really kind of a fan of that, that structure around the language anyway. But I got to thinking about that decisive moment a lot and, and thinking about, you know, what was it about the experience behind the camera that was so important. And what I realized was it's not so much a decisive moment that I think we should focus on as photographers. I think that's a a serendipitous moment. It's something interesting, but I don't think it defines what makes a great photograph. I don't think it defines what makes us good photographers is recognizing that decisive moment. I think there's a lot, of, a lot of other things that go into photographs that make them interesting and compelling. And sometimes, you know, we're just making a pretty photograph and we make the best pretty photograph possible. And that's okay too. We just get that that feeling that emanates from that photograph. But as I was thinking about that that idea, one of the thoughts that kind of just ran through my head was, what are the defining moments in photography? So not the decisive moment when those things coalesce, but what are the things that ultimately shape and mold who we are as photographers and not just photographers as people, because I think there's kind of defining moments we have in life. And again, to narrow that scope even farther down, there's defining moments we have as photographers. You know, there's times where we've been inspired in a way where we never thought possible. Maybe we got to meet one of our you know, idols, and it really changed the way we, we think about things. And we attended a class or a seminar, or maybe we read a book, and it just completely altered our perception of how we exist within the world, how we exist within the universe. Maybe it was a conversation, maybe it's somebody you met, maybe it's your life partner, who knows? There's something that defines a key moment. You know, sometimes those key moments are born out of sadness. You know, a key moment for me is the loss of my little brother four years ago. Now we're coming up on that anniversary of the loss of him, you know, and that always kind of weighs heavy every day. But that is a defining moment that fundamentally shifted a lot of how I approach not just my photography, but my life. I mean, it really has kind of made me recognize a lot of things that I kind of knew but didn't really hold on to. But seeing that those, that that notion of of what loss does and how I think about time and how I think about relationships has been fundamentally shifted by that. It's changed what I photograph. It's changed how I photograph things. And in recognizing that, that's what kind of got me thinking about this defining moment element. You know, when I would say that loss of my brother is a defining moment, not just in my life, but also in my photography. And moments of recognizing that there was other things in photography, the moment that I recognized that I could actually get a photograph captured of something that really mattered to me. One of my most significant photographs is of the first dog I ever had that was like my dog. I actually, as an adult, it was my dog, Sydney. And we had a great, amazing relationship. But I got this portrait of her in the backyard where I was just actually film testing. I wasn't even trying to get a great portrait of her. She just happened to be the short end of the stick, the short straw, however you want to say it. She got chosen to sit out there while I actually learned how to meet her and do a bunch of things. But I got this amazing photograph of her that really kind of captured her soul, I thought, and really had the look in her eye of that connection and that bond we shared. And that was a defining moment in my photography when I recognized you could, in fact, look at a subject. You could be connected to a subject in such a way that you could create a photograph that was much more meaningful to you than just a snapshot. It was something more meaningful than just a technical execution of f-stops and shutter speeds. And that photograph, again, was a a defining moment for me because it shifted in how I thought about the things I photograph. And rather than photographing the thing, I started to think about how do I photograph about this thing? How do I build a relationship with those things so that I can convey that? It made me different behind the camera. And there's been other events for me that are like that in, not again, like I said, not just photography, but in life where we hit these seminal moments. And I think recognizing those moments is really important because they help us understand why and how we photograph the way we do. Knowing that we are processing our own psychology, our own emotional state, our own feelings, the things that matter to us, that decision that you made to become a portrait photographer or a wildlife photographer or a historical photographer where you're photographing maybe vintage airplanes or or landscapes or whatever you're doing, there's a point where that became important to you. That connection to that became important somehow. The reason for that, I believe, is also important. What is it about that that made it so important for you to pick your camera up and have that be the center of your affection, become the center of what you wanted to photograph. Not the only thing you photograph, but that approach you photograph, that reason you photograph. You know, I think a lot of us start off where maybe we're traveling and we're just documenting our travels, but then something happens in that trip. We meet somebody and they change how we think about the world. And when we look back at our travel photographs, all of a sudden there's a click, a subtle change in how we compose, a subtle change in how we frame. That those aren't, again, decisive moments. They're not little fractions of seconds when we have the camera up to our eye. They are more foundational. And I think one of the things that's great about this is I think if we talked about these more as photographers, what are the things that truly matter to us? The things that make up our own psychology of approaching photography we would find it's easier to talk about photography. We'd find it's easier to share about photography because we understand that this is part of the reason why I photograph. You know, a lot of people talk about that first camera they were given as a kid, or is it, or or picking up that first camera and recognizing that moment they could actually make a photograph. That fundamental change that that made in them. And that is something that connects us. It, connects a lot of us as photographers. We share a similar story. We share a similar narrative. And a lot of the events we share through photography that are meaningful and impactful are also because of a shared experience. And so I think rather than so much focusing again on that decisive moment of when angle, negative space, positive space, gesture all come together, focusing on thinking back in your own life, what things people, events, like, again, it could be a movie, it could be literature, it could be, you know, somebody who came into your life for a few moments and then left, somebody who's there all the time. But what was it that was so important to you? What fundamentally shaped who you are today? And recognizing those moments when they're altered, like the loss of my brother was an altering event for me. My life was having one direction with one set of thoughts, and now I have a different set of thoughts. Those, I think, are impactful. I think they're worth celebrating because they help us understand why we pick up the camera. They help us understand what we try to say when we do pick up the camera. And we, when we get disconnected from that, like I said at the very beginning, the therapy of picking up the camera comes from us getting a better understanding of who we are through the act of photography. As much as we want our photography to mean something to others, At its core, it's helping us better understand who we are and what matters to us. And so spending the time to recognize that we are the summation of those events and to express those events and to share those events as important and significant, I think would really make a difference in the type and quality of photography we see. So for this week's homework, if you're going to sit at home and think about, you know, what could I do photographically? I'm not really inclined to pick up the camera. I'm not feeling the mood. Start to think about what are those things in your life that just shaped who you are, that really made a difference. You know, like I said, it could be anything. It could be a book. It could be a poem. It could be, you know, some a piece of art. It could be a relationship, whatever it is. But think about those. And then spend the time to think about what is it about those and how those get represented in the photographs you make. You don't have to create new work to answer this. You can go back and look at your old work. But then to understand why is it that you do wildlife photography? What is it that you're trying to say about who we are and our relationship to the world? Where did that come from? And then how do you honor that? How do you celebrate that in your photography? Because I think sometimes the disconnection we feel in photography and that desire to disconnect from picking up the camera comes from us not recognizing and celebrating who we are through the camera. And by knowing who we are and where we are and what we need to say, it can sometimes help us get over that hurdle of wanting to pick up the camera. We, in fact, learn that the work of the camera helps us understand why we pick up the camera, and we get basically in this loop of causality. Picking up the camera helps answer those questions. But sometimes we need to return to the core of what those things are without the camera to recognize the importance of picking up the camera. So I would encourage you this week to think about some of those defining moments in your life, what has really shaped who you are, and celebrate those, recognize those, and find those in your photography. No matter what you do this week, I hope you have a wonderful week. Thank you so much for spending a little bit of time this week with me. I know there's lots of things going on, lots of things to spend time on, lots of things to think about. So I do really appreciate you spending a few minutes out of your week with me on the podcast. Don't forget, if you've missed any episodes, all the episodes are archived up on my website. You can also find them up on any of your podcast platforms if you dig far enough back in the archives. Thank you so much, and I will see you next time.